With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. KFI AM 640 Los Angeles, Orange County. And KOST HD2. It's 5 a.m. What did you miss? It's time for Wake Up Call with Jennifer Jones Lee. That's some party music for your Friday. Appropriate, too, because it's flag day. Did you put your flags out last night? I did. I'm that guy. Not that you know where I live, but if you did, you would drive by my house and look at all the cheesy flags and go, I bet Jennifer lives there. It's also the 244th birthday of the Army. Appropriately wearing my shirt, too. I made sure I was prepared for today. It's KFI AM 640, more stimulating talk. Welcome to the weekend. Here are some of the stories we're watching in the KFI 24-hour newsroom. The U.S. military has released video fo- footage allegedly showing Iranian forces removing an exploded mine from one of the ships attacked this week. No three-peat for the Warriors, but what a game. We'll talk more about the NBA Finals. And a new lawsuit claims UCLA tried to cover up abuse by an OBGYN. More Michael Avenatti news as well. 505, we'll talk with ABC's Karen Travers. Remember yesterday when we were talking about the interview the president did with George Stephanopoulos and the president had mentioned there was nothing wrong with listening, listening to the dirt on his political rivals from other countries. Well, turns out there is something wrong and it's pretty wrong. Karen will explain. 605, it's handled on the news. But right now, let's start with some of those stories coming out of the KFI 24-hour newsroom. The U.S. military's released video footage allegedly showing Iranian forces removing an exploded mine from one of the ships attacked this week. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo says Iran is mad at U.S. sanctions. The United States will defend its forces, interests, and stand with our partners and allies to safeguard global commerce and regional stability. And we call upon all nations threatened by Iran's provocative acts to join us in that endeavor. The United States has also blamed Iran for for for, uh, four attacks on four ships last month. The two ships attacked this week were operated out of Japan and Bermuda. And that was an unexploded mine, by the way. The Toronto Raptors have won their first NBA championship by defeating the Golden State Warriors in Game 6 in Oakland. The final score last night was 114 to 110. I mean, that lead just kept going. It just kept changing back and forth. You had the Clay Thompson injury. Everybody was like, oh, my gosh, he's down his knee. Oh, my gosh. And then all of a sudden, he's back up running around shooting free throws. It was the craziest game. NBA commissioner Adam Silver congratulated the Raptors for making history. Basketball has come full circle in Canada. It was invented by a Canadian. The first NBA game was in Toronto. And now an NBA championship. The Warriors had been hoping to win their third championship in a row. Raptor Kawhi Leonard was named MVP of the finals. A new lawsuit claims UCLA tried to cover up abuse by an OBGYN. Dr. James Heaps has already pleaded not guilty to charges that he sexually abused women in 2017 and 2018. But lawyer Darren Kavanoki says UCLA knew about other misconduct claims years earlier. We surmise that there was a strong financial incentive 
for UCLA to remain ignorant when they knew or should have known of the true facts. His client is the first of Heap's patients to sue the university. The doctor started working at UCLA in the 1980s. Andrew Mullenbeck, KFI News. The man from Utah accused of killing a deputy on Monday has been charged with two counts of murder. That was Deputy Solano. Just an hour before the murder, the man had also allegedly killed a man in downtown L.A. He's also been charged with trying to kill a third person on the same day. Investigators in San Diego say the man could also be linked to four armed robberies over the weekend. His only criminal record is one drug conviction. That was in Salt Lake City in 2014. Hundreds of people have held a vigil outside the Jack in the Box in Alhambra, where Deputy Joseph Solano was killed. His stepdaughter says she's happy to see Solano meant so much to so many people. I'm just so thankful that you guys are giving him and showing him everything that he possibly deserved. A worker at an oil change place next door who attended the vigil says he was one of the last people to see Solano alive. Solano stopped by a fast food restaurant after dropping his mom's car off for an oil change. Michael Avenatti is back in the news, and his legal hole has deepened with a former client now suing him for nearly $10 million. I wish you'd just given me my money. Jeffrey Johnson's confined to a wheelchair. L.A. County agreed to a settlement of $4 million for the incident that left him partially paralyzed. But his new lawyer, Daniel Callahan, says he didn't see his cent because Johnson's old lawyer, Avenatti, ripped him off. On a 1 to 100 scale, the despicability of his conduct ranks a 1,000. Callahan says Avenatti tricked Johnson into signing an endorsement. Again, trying to cover up his own wrongdoing. Avenatti says the trick is that Johnson's being used in a publicity stunt. In Santa Ana, Chris Ancarlo, KFI News. Police say random paintball attacks in SoCal have a familiar trigger. LAPD Lieutenant Jeff Bratcher says groups are after clicks on social media. It's almost a party environment inside the car. One person's filming as they drive by people. He says people hit by the paintballs have wound up with welts and lacerations. He says there have been dozens of paintball shootings in L.A. this year. And the Museum of the American Revolution in Philadelphia is marking this flag day by showing dozens of rare 13-star American flags. The flags are on loan from an antique flag dealer. They show how early U.S. flags had a variety of ways to arrange the 13 stars. One flag shows the stars in the shape of the letters U.S. The flag's star pattern was only made official in 1912. The flags will be on display through July 14th. We say hello to ABC's Karen Travers. Man, Karen, I feel like you and I just started to, uh, we were given an onion yesterday, and now we're just peeling back the layers. This interview that George Stephanopoulos did with President Trump. Let's recap what you and I talked about yesterday. Yeah, and there's more to come still. Uh, we're going to be rolling out more parts of the interview, and then the full interview and production will air on Sunday night on ABC. Uh, so, you know, today we're hearing from the president saying that Don McGahn may have been confused on uh, the directions the president did or did not give him. Because remember, Don McGahn testified before Mueller's team that the president on multiple occasions told him to have Mueller fired. The president says he did not do that. Uh, he was asked, though, about uh, McGahn's testimony. I mean, that's pretty stark to say that the, your former White House counsel is lying under oath. The president says he doesn't care what McGahn says. It doesn't matter. To me, that's kind of what he said yesterday also about the FBI director when, you know, you had uh, Christopher Ray saying, hey, yeah, if you get dirt on somebody, mm-hmm. we want you to turn that into the FBI. And the president basically told Stephanopoulos, I don't have to do that. The FBI director is wrong. Now you have the Federal Elections mm-hmm. Commission chair saying, hold on a second. You do yeah. have to turn that kind of information over.
Yeah, and that, and and writing in a tweet, I would not have thought that I would need to say this that it's illegal to uh, if you're running for office to solicit, accept, or receive anything of value from a foreign entity. And you know, the president was, I think, trying to. Uh, you know, mute it a bit by the question, of course, was about Russia or China adversaries of the U.S. But the president in his response talked about Norway. And that, you know, makes it seem a little less harmful, not a rival of the United States or an adversary. Uh, but I think the point just still stands. And you saw what uh, lawmakers were saying yesterday. Even Lindsey Graham, who's an ally of the president, just saying he doesn't want to send a signal that this is OK, that foreign interference in American elections is not OK. Yeah. And even if it's the naivete of the president in that, you know, in knowing what he can and cannot do versus if, in fact, something shady was, in fact, going on. The bottom line is the optics of it are bad. Yeah. And I think at this point, you know, given everything over the last three and a half years, there's really no reason to think you don't understand this at this point. You know, this was a big part of the Mueller investigation. This was a big part of the conversation since the Trump Tower meeting was first reported. Uh, So I think people are saying you can't just say you don't know this. And has the president said anything now in response to what's coming out of this interview or in to response to what the uh, commissions, the Federal Elections Commission chair said? Has he responded to that? Yeah. I don't think he has yet. He's actually talking right now on Fox, though, but uh, I don't think that's come up. All right. Sounds good, Karen. I'll let you get back to that. Thank you. OK, thanks. All right, see you later. That's ABC's Karen Travers. Yeah, I just noticed that, too, that he's doing a, one of those uh, phone in things on Fox and Friends and uh which is always, it's always so awkward, too, because if he's on another station, you don't want to give them the heads up on it. But as a reporter, you have to listen to it, and then you have to attribute it, should you, and, and it, it's just awkward. And it's one network versus another. All right, let's get back to some of the other stories coming out of the KFI 24-hour newsroom. I know you heard about this. White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders says she's enjoyed every minute of her job. Okay. I think Sarah Sanders has done a brilliant job as the president's spokesperson. I don't know how she does it. There are times when I, I I marvel at how she is able to take stuff that he says that all of us are kind of slack-jawed on. And, and, and I don't mean this as a supporter or as, as an opponent. I mean just some of the things that he says, period, that you know, you know that even his supporters are going, eh, that might have been a little egregious, or eh, that might have been a little off. It's Sarah Sanders' job to make whatever he says valid, to spin it so that it's valid. Whether you like what he says or not, the bottom line as the White House press secretary is to make your president look good, period. I don't care who you are. I don't care who the president is. Bottom line. And we all know President Trump has kind of a um, habit of just sort of speaking off the cuff. That's just that's just what he does, for better or worse. That's just who he is. Fine. So... Sarah Sanders, though, has had this job, kind of thankless job, of um, sort of reading the tea leaves or or being the Merriam-Webster of Trump speak. And she says she's enjoyed every minute of it. If she has, bravo. If she hasn't, Sarah Sanders, your spin continues to be awesome. 
She says she's ready, though, to spend more time with her three young kids. In the meantime, I'm going to continue to uh, be one of the most uh, outspoken and loyal supporters of the president and his agenda. And I know he's going to have an incredible six more years and get a whole lot more done. Now, Sanders will officially leave the White House at the end of the month. She's been working with President Trump since before his election. Trump says he'd like to see Sanders run for governor of her home state of Arkansas. She'd be following in her dad, Mike Huckabee's shoes. But, uh, you know, to be fair, maybe she really has enjoyed it. Maybe maybe she sees this as a challenge because I'm pretty sure she's been there a lot longer than most White House press secretaries are, are there. You think of the turnover, you start to think of the names that come up over the years. And like I said, it didn't matter who the president happened to be. You're you're hired for that gig. Your job is to be that the president's mouthpiece to answer all those questions, to take all uh, take on all those reporters. And that's your gig. In the fact that she did stay there for as long as she did, maybe she really did enjoy it. I don't know. But good for her. Good luck to her. Not like she's going to have trouble getting a gig, that's for sure. Fullerton has plans to dig up its water pipes, which means homeowners will have to dig in their pockets. Water bills will go up 60% over the next four years. Mark Shapiro did a water rate study for the city. We experience close to 100 water main breaks a year. It's the highest number in Orange County. He says for decades, Fullerton has had cheap water, so even after the increases... will be below the average rate that most Orange County cities charge. Rate structure changes could mean people who use less pay more. And Shapiro says people on a fixed income are a concern. But the further we put them off, the more expensive it's going to be in the long run. Then Fullerton, Corbin Carson, KFI News. Orange County has offered to clean up and restock Irvine Lake so it can reopen for fishing this summer. Supervisor Don Wagner says the lake's been closed since 2016. We're on the cusp of getting that resource turned back over to the public so they can go out and they can enjoy nature. They can have family picnics. They can do fishing. They can do boating. Wagner says if fishing works at the lake, the county can explore hosting water sports and other outdoor events. The lake lake initially closed because several stakeholders couldn't agree on which activities could be offered and how revenues would be divided. Several swimmers at beaches in SoCal are suffering from a mass stingray attack. Lifeguards in Coronado tended to about 15 people who got stung yesterday, including this swimmer. We're on the cusp of getting that. It feels like fire, like my foot is on fire and it hurts so bad. Stingrays in SoCal appear to be in shallow ocean water, and they feed when weather gets warm, but lifeguards say it's still abnormal for so many people to be stung here all at once. Palm Springs has created its own smartphone app. Now, this My Palm Springs app lets users report issues with things like homelessness, code incompliance, vacation rental violations, graffiti, water waste. The app also provides Palm Springs Airport flight information and details about city meetings and social media posts. Now, also speaking of airports, if you're flying in and out of LAX, you could face a traffic crunch over the next week, which makes me feel so bad for anybody who's got to go to LAX like the traffic isn't crappy enough. Well, now it's just going to get worse. That's because the three inner lanes on the arrivals level will be closed between Terminal 3 and the Tom Bradley Terminal between 12.30 and 6.30 a.m. Now, it's for construction on the people mover set to be finished by 2023. Lane closures are in effect through Saturday, June 22nd. And coming up, I just want to give uh, Mo Kelly a little shout out. He has landed CNN's Jim Acosta on the show Saturday, June 15th. So tomorrow at 6.30, Jim's going to be promoting his new book, The Enemy of the People. And then the star of the sci-fi series, uh, Krypton, Cameron Cuff will be on at 7. So he's got a big show coming up tomorrow. 
So again, that's the Mo Kelly Show tomorrow night at 6.30. First, it'll be Jim Acosta with Enemy of the State and then the star of the sci-fi series Krypton. Cameron Cuff will join him at 7. When we come back, we'll be joined by ABC's Aaron Katursky. The government watchdog group has recommended Kellyanne Conway be ousted from the Trump administration. What's she accused of doing and what's the Trump administration saying it's going to do? Plus traffic and your forecast on your wake-up call. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Are you looking to grow your business and stay resilient? Look no further than FM Global. With over 180 years of scientific research and engineering expertise, we bring innovative solutions to ensure your commercial property today so you can prosper tomorrow. The world's on fire, how about yours? That's the way I like it and I'll never get bored. Hey now, you're an all-star, get your game on, go play. Hey now, you're a rock star, get the show on, get paid. Actually, it wasn't gold. No, the shooting stars on the Golden State Warriors did not actually do it last night. It's KFI AM 640, more stimulating talk. I'm Jennifer Jones-Lee. It was the Raptors who won their first NBA championship by defeating the Warriors in Game 6 in Oakland. The final score last night was 114-110. The Warriors had been hoping to win their third championship in a row. Warrior Kawhi Leonard was named MVP of the finals. And the U.S. military's released video footage allegedly showing Iranian forces removing an unexploded mine from one of the ships attacked this week. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo says Iran is mad at U.S. sanctions. The United States has also blamed Iran for attacking on four ships last month. 535 on this flag day and army birthday. I have a really special veteran story to share with you. He's a guy from right here in Southern California. It's a story of a man who wanted to do right by his country, has a life-altering injury while he's doing that, and then how he chose to make the most of this new chapter in his life. And I mean every opportunity that is passed this man's way. So if you want to talk about inspiration on this flag day, I've got a story of inspiration for you. That's coming up at 535. 605, it's Handle on the News. Right now, let's say good morning to ABC's Aaron Katursky, TGIF Aaron. So it's basically, uh, you know, could you get out of here, please? That's what this government watchdog group wants the White House to do with Kellyanne Conway. Because she violated the Hatch Act on several occasions, according to the Office of Special Counsel, not that special counsel. This is a separate office, federal agency, that investigates uh, whether there have been violations of the Hatch Act, which generally prohibits overtly political uh, speeches and, and commentary from government employees while they're acting in their official capacity. The president and the vice president are exempt from this. However, uh, Kellyanne Conway, as the president's senior advisor, is not. And on numerous occasions, like when she weighed in on political races in Alabama, uh, they uh, they found that she violated the act. Yeah, which is a strict thing that on, uh, or on a, I think it's a, on election day, you can't weigh in on the races. Is that right? That's right. And uh, the, the whole idea is to keep federal employees 
from, you know, kind of waning in or, 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 or kind of worming their way into um, overt politics. Uh, and the, um, the Hatch Act has been, you know, invoked before. In fact, against Kellyanne Conway before. This is the first time that, that they, they've actually said she should be fired. The White House dismissed it out of hand. Yeah, because I immediately went... Oh, wait a minute. I think I've heard Kellyanne Conway get her hand slapped by the Hatch Act before. So that didn't surprise me. But the, hey, can you kick her out now? That part was the new the new uh, news, I guess. The the, um, the 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 idea that they think she should be fired and the White House responded saying that the, the Office of Special Counsel made a number of errors based on incorrect facts and uh, and, and just kind of explosive language. And the, the the White House dismissed any notion that she would be fired. What is uh, what does the White House have to do, if anything, or does this watchdog group just recommend it, and the White House can blow it off? It's pretty much what's happening. The White House is going to uh, to, to blow it off, and um, the uh, uh, she kind of herself had blown it off in the past. She just responded, blah blah blah, when uh, <laughs> when asked about her Hatch Act violations a couple of weeks ago. I was about and to ask she what said her. She would not be silenced. Well, I was about to ask what her response to this report has been, if anything. But I guess I can guess. I, I don't think it's going to be much different uh, than the blah blah blah. That's three times blah. Uh, if you're keeping track, and um, she said, if you're trying to silence me through the Hatch Act, it's not going to work. Let me know when the jail sentence starts. Wow. Uh, so she's clearly confident that the president is not going to take any action that would, uh, you know stop her from making uh, the comments that she wants to. You know, whether people like her or not, that girl's got moxie. I'm telling you. Uh, well, she does. Um, uh, you know, the, the the problem is sometimes it runs afoul of, of the law. However, um, you know, the, the, we, we, we're not necessarily convinced or, or sure that it's going to make any difference to a, an unconventional president who has, um, you know, repeatedly himself kind of uh, scoffed at the notion of, uh, of of certain federal laws. Absolutely. Aaron, thank you so much. Appreciate thank it. You. Have Thanks, a good weekend. Jennifer. Blah, blah, blah. See you later. I would pay money just to hear him say it one more time. <laughs> uh, I know it just a... Uh, he's, he's just a very uh, strict reporter. I mean, he's usually just... He likes to just report the facts. And I, it, you don't get Aaron... You know, to tangent very often. So uh, probably even the fact that he had to say that <laughs> uh, tickles me just a little bit. Sorry, Aaron. <sighs> well, the National Sound Library of Mexico has found what it says could be the first known voice recording of artist Frida Kahlo. Con su cabeza asiática, sobre la que nace un pelo oscuro, tan delgado y fino que parece flotar en el aire, es un niño grandote. The recording was made in the mid-50s for the pilot of a Mexican radio show, and the first started, I guess, or the first one aired in 1955. The show was featured a profile of an artist, Diego Rivera, who was Kahlo's husband. Kahlo died in 1954. That's pretty cool. My little pony, my little pony, what is friendship all about? The family cartoon show My Little Pony has introduced its first same-sex couple, the episode airing tomorrow shows the character Scootaloo, I hope that's the right name, being cared for by a couple named Aunt Holiday and Auntie Lofty. The show's writer says it's a happy coincidence the episode is airing during Pride Month. As I was putting this story in last night, and I, I about two hours later, 
was like, God bless America, realized I was humming the My Little Pony song as I was getting ready for bed. Don't you hate when a song like that gets in your head? Hey, remember those two dogs that were in that police RV pursuit through the San Fernando Valley? Remember there was that lady who's like basically the front of the RV was sort of ripped off and one of the dogs jumped out. The other one ended up riding along with her, but they were injured and stuff like that. Well, now it looks like those two dogs are ready to be adopted. Onyx and Starlet are their names. Starlet was the one who actually jumped from the RV. And then after recovering from the whole ordeal, the dogs are now available for adoption through the West Hills organization called Foxy and the Hounds. A 52-year-old Winnetka woman faces charges in connection with that pursuit. And I'm, I'm curious if she faces any animal cruelty charges in that case, because I think they found that the dogs weren't hers. And so how she ended up with the dogs, I'm not totally sure, but I just wonder if there's if there's anything there or maybe she found the two dogs for all I know. I'm not sure. Anyway, hey, I just want to give you a heads up. Today, there is a Gary and Shannon News and Brews. This one's taking place at the HQ Gastro Pub on H Street in Huntington Beach. They've got parking, validation for a couple hours, food and beverages, and you get to just hang out with them, which is, that's all you need to go for. If you have never hung out with those two, oh, please go. Please go. Especially in the commercial breaks, you get to see the real Gary and Shannon, the stuff that they can't say on the air. Totally worth it. So again, this is the HQ Gastro Pub. Today from 10 until 2, this is on 6th Street, uh, I guess they, or no, I'm sorry, this is on 8th Street, but I guess on 6th Street, they've got like metered parking and stuff. So you can check that out. So again, gate, uh, HQ Gastro Pub in Huntington Beach, Gary and Shannon's News and Brews today. When we come back, we'll talk about this guy that I had the pleasure of interviewing this meet. He, this week. He is a former Army sergeant who not only wanted to serve his country, but he is an amputee now because of it. But I'm, I'm going to tell you at least a portion of his story because you have to hear what this guy went through in order to kind of hear the kind of man that he is and see how he has turned his disability into one of the most inspirational stories I have ever been told. Live and local. KFI AM 640. An iHeart radio station. AM640, more stimulating talk. Welcome to your Friday. Your weekend has arrived. I'm Jennifer Jones-Lee. It's Flag Day. It's the 244th birthday of the Army. The Museum of the American Revolution in Philly is marking Flag Day by showing all those 13-star American flags. They're all on loan from an antique dealer, I guess, but they show how early U.S. flags had a way of rearranging the 13 stars. In fact, one of the flags... If you haven't seen it, look it up. It's kind of cool because the stars are in the shape of the letters U.S. Flags pattern, the star pattern was only made official in 1912. So it's fairly new if you think about it. The flags will be on display through July 14th. News is brought to you by Semper Solaris. Funny that it should be brought to you by Semper Solaris. Because I've got a story to share with you. So on this flag date and army birthday, it's the perfect time for me to tell you the story of the veteran who ended up winning that Semper Solaris contest. Remember how I was asking you guys to enter, nominate your SoCal veteran 
for a free solar system from Semper Solaris. Semper Solaris wanted to honor a SoCal veteran by doing that. So we got the winner. And I was able to, at that time, just tell you his name. His name is Michael Gallardo. He's from Southern California. And I got to interview Michael because in just reading his bio, I could kind of tell like, yeah, there's more to this guy's story. Well, I was wrong. I There wasn't just, ah, there's more to it. This guy is amazing. Yep, I rarely interview somebody where in the middle of it, I start to go, what have I done with my life? Oh my goodness. This guy made me feel like that and made me feel like I needed to really rethink the way that I was using my life and the way that I was kind of just, uh, I don't know, looking at um, maybe... Uh, I don't know, chances of things that came my way. How how was I looking at opportunity? That sort of thing. Because this guy looks at opportunity as a challenge and then takes that challenge on with every fiber of his being. Now, his name is Michael Gallardo. He's from right here in Southern California. When he was a kid, he had dreams of becoming a baseball player. But that didn't work out for him. So he moves to New York and he goes to college. But on 9-11, which also happens to be his birthday... Michael says he felt a calling, and he said he just felt like he was really destined to defend his country. So on that strong motivational feeling, he goes to a mall. You know, one of those malls where they have the various armed services recruiting offices. Each branch will have its own specific office there. And Michael tells himself, you know, I'm going to go into whichever branch is the first door that I come to. That door just ended up being into the army. And I told him, hey, I want to serve my country. And I really don't care what I am. Just tell me what you need and that's what I'll be. So Michael ends up on a reconnaissance team, which is a really, really dangerous assignment because that led him to a job when he was finally deployed to Iraq, a daily search of IEDs to clear the road for his fellow service members. I always saw like people in the military, like movies or whatever, have like girlfriends and kids and stuff like that. And like in my decision, it was for me not to have kids or a family while I was in the military because I didn't want to have to worry about that. Like, my job was dangerous. And if I died, I died. And, like, I didn't have to worry about anything. Now, on one of his missions, with his entire battalion in tow, Michael and his team are tasked with clearing this road of IEDs for everybody. So we're talking thousands of people to come. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Through, right? And this is a nighttime mission. And they are told that there is, they're going after a target who is, they know is already heavily fortified. They knew that they're, you know, they were going to an area that probably was, you know, uh, rigged with explosives and stuff. They knew that this person, although he didn't know who he was going after at the time, they just knew that this person had bodyguards in a very remote location. So they know something's going on in there and they need to go figure out what it is. It's thundering outside. He's in this big storm. He and his team go out first in front of the rest of the battalion in their Humvee, right? He's in the position of gunner. 
Now, if you're not sure what that is, imagine that it's a Humvee. And at the top, you know how there's something, it kind of looks like a portal hatch at the very top. And there's a guy that sits up there and he's armed. That's what Michael was doing, okay? So they're going through this thunderstorm in a super dangerous territory. Michael and his team notice another patrol unit out kind of in front of them, but they can't get their attention. And while this is all happening, first they see this patrol team, then they see something ominous just ahead. I try firing at this IED and, you know, my whole truck sees it too. It's big. It's like a big as a refrigerator. So, like, we don't even talk. We just all, like, look at each other real quick and we already knew what we had to do. So, we ran it over. Like, we ran it over so we could save these guys. We could save the the 10,000 people who are coming. Now, remember, Michael's at the top in that hatch. As a result of the explosion, so they're taking one for the team. They're going to run this refrigerator-sized IED over because they think we have the, you know, we're in a vehicle that could take an explosion like that. So they run it over. Michael's thrown out of the hatch as gunner, but that's not where the story ends. He says all of a sudden he and his team realize that their driver is still stuck inside the, uh, the Humvee. So Michael runs over to the Humvee and tries to pull his fellow soldier to safety. I go over there and then uh, I try to open the door and it wasn't opening. And so then I put my foot on it to try to put it open, uh, to pry it open, like to get more strength to to go it open. And uh, next thing you know, like I just smelled like something burning. And, And I was like, oh man, my foot's getting really hot. And the next thing you know, my Achilles tendon was melted. And so that's how, like, when I came back, they tried having, I was called a limb salvage. So they were trying to fix my Achilles tendon and all this other stuff, but it never really uh, healed the way it wanted to. So then that's how I became uh, left-footed amputation. And if you ask Michael about his injury today, this is what he says. He uh, got severely injured. Oh, well, let me let me set that up first. I, a little off on that. You, so I was asking Michael about his injury today. He gets to that at the end. But the, the, um, if you're wondering what happened to the driver that he originally went over to try and rescue. He uh, got severely injured and he had, uh, had both of his legs amputated. And for me, like, you know, it's so funny that we call it this, but it really is like, you know, I have a below the knee amputation because of it. Um, and we call it a paper cut, which is a paper cut. Are you kidding me? You lost your leg below the knee and you call it a paper cut. And the whole time that Michael's telling me this story, you guys, he's smiling. He has he has dimples and he's so you can, you know, really tell when somebody's smiling. He's smiling at me. His eyes are sparkly. He's, you know, a good-looking guy. He's all you would never know that he was an amputee sitting there telling me this incredible story of how he lost a leg in this one particular mission. His, you know, driver about lost his life. He's a double amputee now. And yet, Michael is kind of, I would almost say he seemed like he wanted to skip over that part because he was so excited to tell me about what his life has led to as an amputee. I mean, when when does this happen? This guy is just amazing. Now, what I'm going to do, though, is I want you to hear how he got there. So that's the first part of the story. But the second part of the story is what Michael has done with this. 
he is, I'm just going to give you some hints here. He's won an Emmy. I'm not going to tell you what for. He is um, a, how do I put this without giving it away? An incredible athlete. Not going to tell you how incredible. And he's a, a, a family man. He is anything that comes this guy's way. He not only goes for, accomplishes, and I'm pretty sure he wins, including his story, getting him that Semper Solaris free solar system. So what I'm going to do, because I want you to hear the rest of it, I did like a 45-minute interview with this guy. Normally, when I sit down to interview somebody, I'm like, I can wrap it up in 20 minutes. I was teary. I had goosebumps. I mean, it was just one of the most incredible interviews I have ever done. So on the 4th of July, what I thought I'd do is do a longer form piece where I can get into what his life is like now and how he has taken his disability and turned it into something absolutely amazing and inspirational. So on the 4th of July, I will share with you the rest of Michael Gallardo's life. It needs to be celebrated. And what better day than on the 4th of July to do just that. So I hope you'll join me again at 535 on the 4th of July. I'll remind you along the way. But really, just please join me that day to listen to the rest of that story. So, Michael, again, thank you, thank you, thank you if you're out there listening this morning for sharing your story with me because you definitely made an impact on me. Let's get back to some of the other stuff we're watching in the KFI 24-hour newsroom. The Dodgers MVP candidate is back. Cody Bellinger hadn't hit a home run in a couple of weeks, so he made up for it last night against the Cubs at Dodgers Stadium. He's leading off first, and Bellinger with a fly ball to deep left center field. Back to the wall is Almora. He can't get it, and either can anybody else. So Bellinger first out of the slump. Here's a 3-2 Bellinger with a fly ball deep down the right field line, and it is gone, a home run. First time in 13 games you hit a home run. Did it feel like that to you? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it did. How nice is it to be able to kind of get that small monkey off of your back? Not only one today, but a second one in this game. That's the second multi-home run game you've had this season, the ninth so far in your career. Did it feel any differently for you at the plate tonight? Uh, I felt good in, in practice. Um, I've been feeling good, but the results have been there in the game, so uh, just keep grinding in the cage, and uh, it was nice to see results on the field today. Cody after the game with Alana Rizzo on Spectrum Sportsnet LA. Dodgers and Cubs again tonight at 7 on AM570 LA Sports. Aaron Bender, KFI News. And the hottest Father's Day gift is no longer a necktie. It's a nip tuck. A new study by the American Society of Plastic Surgeons says cosmetic procedures are growing in popularity among middle-aged men and have become common Father's Day requests. Research shows more dads are turning to what's referred to as the daddy do-over to improve their looks and confidence. Daddy do-overs typically consist of various body contouring and facial procedures, which are performed in a single surgery. Deborah Mark, KFI News. I can only imagine if I'm like, hey, dad, happy Father's Day. I got you some Botox. (laughs) Oh, I can almost picture Bob Jones's face right now. He'd look at me like I lost my mind. I think he'd have me committed. I got him a portable tire pump. Much more my father. All right, when we come back, we'll talk with ABC's Jim Ryan. I know we like to tease millennials. Yes, John and Alex, I'm talking to you. But turns out, millennials really do have some hardships that probably the rest of us didn't have quite as tough. And it's literally driving them to drink. Jim will explain. Plus traffic in your forecast on your wake-up call.
KFI AM640. More stimulating talk on this flag day, 244th birthday of the Army. It's also Father's Day coming up. KFI's, or ABC's, Jim Ryan. Jim, I'm just making you part of the KFI family. Cool with you? I'm honored to be there. Okay, there you go. All right, so hey, I want to talk about millennials. I, uh, you know, I work with three of them in the mornings, and they are like, we are the the craziest little family ever. And so when I read this story last night, I thought, I'm going to go have a talk with all of them in the morning. I'm the big sister of this crew. Millennials disproportionately using drugs and alcohol. And I started to think about it. And when I read the study, I went, you know what? It could be. I, I could see how that could happen. Well, absolutely. Yeah. First of all, you have to define millennial. And I assume that the, the folks you're working with are between, what, 18 and 34 approximately? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they fall right into that millennial category, at least the the, the definition, the loose definition that's working out there. Well, uh, there is an organization that has been looking at some statistics, statistics that already existed in the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. They find that deaths, uh, drug-related deaths among people within that group rose 108 percent. That is, they doubled between 2007 and 2017. Alcohol deaths were up about 69 percent. Suicides rising uh, about 35 percent. So this group, these millennials, are having some problems out there. And the, the next step becomes finding out what it is, what it is about that age group and people within it uh, that is causing these problems, these social issues, alcoholism, uh, drug abuse, and eventually suicide. And what I, you know, I, I started thinking back about it too. TV, when I was growing up, was very different, even that it was, say, you know, 10, 15 years later. And it seemed like anytime anybody had a problem, they met at the bar, whether they were too young to drink or not. It just always looked like the way to blow off steam or to deal with your problems. At least I just got to go get some relief. I got to get a drink. So I feel like it was even subliminally planted in them before they ever had a chance to realize, you know, hey, that might not be the smartest thing for me to do. Sure, yeah. You know, that may have been kind of uh, what the the solution was before. Of course, in 2019, uh, if you're 18 or older, I guess, uh, you know, it's it's a matter of going out and buying legal marijuana in a lot of places, recreational marijuana. So it's not so much going to the bar and having a drink. It's uh, buying some pot at the dispensary and, and smoking it at home. So, yeah, I think you're right. There isn't that aspect of going out and being among other people. What's more, if you look at the social media usage of folks that age, device usage, they are essentially glued to their screens. Uh, it, it, they call it social media, don't they? I mean, it's intended to help you reach out and, and broaden your, your scope and your circle of friends. But obviously, it's a very personal and a very isolated kind of experience. So you don't have the interaction with other people, even if it feels that you do. Yeah, I can see absolutely how this could create a huge problem because they are alone. They're not talking to as many people, you know. Back in our day, we didn't have the luxury of just texting somebody. You had to actually pick up the phone and call them in that forced interaction. But now, and it's much more convenient, I get why they would be like, I'm just going to text somebody because I can text you six words in 10 seconds versus actually having to get on the phone with you and take five, 10 minutes. I get it. Yeah, right. A phone with a cord back when you and I were. Yes. <laughs> What's more, though, I mean, there are other issues out there, too, that play into this factor of social issues. Uh, in 2007, 2008, 2009, we had the, the recession that happened. These kids grew up against the backdrop of that economic hardship. 
they've grown up with the opioid crisis. So if they, they injure their leg, they have some sort of minor problem, they, they are prescribed opioids. Great point. That can often grow into something much worse once the prescription runs out. So there are some, some social issues that the millennials have faced. Absolutely. All right, Jim, well, what I wanted to say was happy Father's Day to you this Thank weekend. You. Enjoy it. I'll see at least one of my kids, and that'll be good. All right. Well, I hope that one kid's... My favorite one. (laughs) (laughs) I hope the rest of them aren't listening. (laughs) Uh, I hope that one kid spoils you properly. She will. Okay, good. All right. See you later, Jim. Have a good one. All right. See ya. This is KFI and KOSTHT2 Los Angeles. God bless him for saying my favorite one. We lead local. Live from the KFI 24-hour newsroom, I'm Jennifer Jones-Lee. This has been your wake-up call. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.